You are listening to The Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 201. There's a couple of components. When we talk about money, the first thing we've got to think about is our mindset. And our views about money form when we are very little children and we're not even conscious of doing it. So if we associate money with negative things, we're probably going to have a harder time when we have to ask someone to pay us for our service. I would say 85% of the entrepreneurs that I work with, whether brand new or existing companies, they are losing money on every product and service. And that wasn't their dream when they started. I mean, they wanted to get a regular paycheck. They wanted to provide for their family, go on trips, all this freedom and flexibility, as you mentioned. So there may be your ideal price you want to charge, but then it does come to what will the market bear. And so with that polling, you'd be able to see, is, is this right? And it's very important to then articulate the full value of your offer. What exactly are you going to provide to people? And if you know that your offer is more valuable than a competitor's, people should pay for more for it. And you should be okay with that because you're standing behind your offer. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, Take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Well, hello and welcome to the show. It is great to have you here. I am your host, Meg Rentschler, and I got to say, I'm still riding that excitement of relaunching the website, of making the incredible knowledge and experiences that have been shared over the years that I've been doing the show more searchable for you to be able to find those resources that will help you in your coaching journey that much easier. If you haven't had an opportunity to check out the new website, be sure to jump over to starcoachshow.com and give it a little journey, a little perusal and, and see what comes up for you that maybe you didn't even know was there. Speaking of great knowledge and helping you move forward in your coaching journey, I am excited to talk with my guest today for you to think about how you can make money make sense in your business. We're going to look at some financial fitness by creating a business plan. My guest today is financial coach Tracy Bissett. She is on a mission to redefine the world's economic future by increasing the financial literacy of entrepreneurs, just like you and me. And she refers to that as our financial fitness. She has over 20 years experience with the financial services industry, and therefore she can really get in there, help us see whether we're online, offline, whether we have a combination of services, how we can best flex those financial muscles. Tracy is the founder, president, and chief financial fitness trainer at Bissett Financial Fitness Incorporated. And you will see through our interview today how she helps her clients understand and improve their level of financial fitness with a goal towards increasing our confidence as business owners and being able to use our financial skills so that we can get a really clear, identifiable you know, idea of the direction we should move in. So one of the things that Tracy and I talk about is whether you are thinking about 
beginning your business, whether you are in business, but thinking about opening up a new product or offering something different to your audience, how to get clear on the path that you take to do that to better ensure success and financial fitness. Tracy is, in addition to being a business owner herself, a professor at Centennial College's School of Business, and she's a regular speaker at engagements to increase financial fitness awareness. So with that, you might think, oh, this is going to be like a dry interview. It's all about finances. It's actually, Tracy is fun. She's She gives us some resources to be able to utilize in this financial fitness endeavor. And I think that you're going to really gain a different perspective through today's interview. So let's go to my interview with financial coach, Tracy Bissett. Welcome to the Star Coach Show. I am so delighted to spend time with you today. Thank you. I'm pleased to be here, Meg. So we've talked about the fact that we have this sort of shared passion and mission to help small business owners, to help people bring their passion into the world. And your specialty is the business end, being able to make sure that we've got the foundations in place that we need to and what kinds of things all of us as entrepreneurs should be thinking about when we are engaged in building a business. But let's start with what is it that sort of feeds that passion for you? What led you to to do what you do now? Kind of the Coles Notes version. When I was a kid, I realized pretty quickly that I loved money and I liked what money could do. And so I was always kind of having these little hustles on the side to make money so I could buy more books, buy more candy, whatever it is that I wanted to do. And I was involved with junior achievement, got really exposed to entrepreneurship at a young age. So I went on to business school and then I started working in uh, one of Canada's big banks, TD Bank. Worked there for many, many years, never envisioned that I would, but I was all focused in commercial lending and risk management. So working directly with business owners, helping them get the financing they needed to secure their goals and hit their strategies for their company. So either was on the side directly working with the entrepreneurs or in risk management, approving those loans and really love their passion, love seeing them bring their businesses to life. And my role was eliminated. And I thought, well, let let me see how I can make my business with all of the things that I love to do. So I've always been passionate about youth. So I incorporated that. Uh, I love working directly with the entrepreneurs. I found I was getting too far away from them. So I, I do group and individual coaching with entrepreneurs to really help money make sense for them, take away the mystery so they can use it as a tool too in their business. So good and so important. And one of the things I absolutely love about doing this show and just interacting with people anyway, is that we all have our own secret sauce, our own genius work. And your genius work is not my genius work. And and I'm willing to bet not the genius work of you know, enough people listening to the show that they're really going to get some value of looking at how do we create a business plan? And when we think about our business plan, what needs to be included in that? I mean, there's there's some probably very clear steps to that. And I will say in working with hundreds of 
new coaches every year, that concept of business plan does come up. So I was super excited that you were like, let's talk about the business plan. I was like, yes, sign Tracy up. We're talking about the business plan. So let me kind of throw it to you as where do we want to begin when we think about small business? Let's let's get rolling. You did it yourself. Mm-hmm. So what do we need to be thinking about when we think about our foundation and our plan? So especially if we're leaving a job or we're coming out of school and we're starting a business or it's later in life, the process should always be the same. We want to make sure that whatever our idea is for our product or service, that we're testing the market and making sure that it could work. And that's really the the premise of a business plan. So some of the core elements we're going to include, we've got to be crystal clear on who is our customer base. Who is it that we hope to sell things to? Do they even want our idea? (laughs) We have to check that out. So how might, so first of all, what are some ideas or tips that you would have just for people to get some clarity around who they might want to work with? I would think the best place to start is to think about what makes you happy. So even when I was starting my business, what are the things that gets me energized, that I feel happy when I'm doing? You're not going to love every part of running your business. That's just life. But the, the client work um, that you're tailoring it for should be a, a source of excitement for you. It should give you positive energy. So who do you like to spend time with? Who do you want to help? Think about what you're good at and what you can bring that's going to be unique or offer more value than something else that's out there in the market. It can also be coming from a place of what problem can I solve that I see out there in the market. And a lot of businesses are born by people seeing I can't find something that solves this need and I'm going to make the solution. So good. And then you talked about testing. Does your audience even want what you think that they want? What are some ways that we can explore that and and do the testing that you're talking about? A really good way is um, focus groups, surveys. I mean, with the beauty of something like LinkedIn, you can reach out to a whole bunch of your target clients. Some of them will be willing to do a survey. You could touch base with people in your network. There's always going to be people who will be more inclined to do that. So it's not only do they want what you're offering, how much are they willing to pay? And that's really important to get those two key pieces of information. Once you know that that is okay, then you got to continue with the business plan. A site I recommend for anybody who's listening today or watching, Business Development Bank of Canada is the bank for entrepreneurs in Canada. It's owned by the government. They've got some really great templates that you can just go on, download, fill them in. And it really is a step-by-step process so that you don't need to know everything, what's going to go in there. You just fill in the boxes as it guides you through the questions. And a key part of that is the financial aspects. Because I can tell you that it takes longer than you think for something to come to life. It costs more than you think it's going to. And so upfront, before you expend any money, you want to be clear on, is this going to be profitable? Because most people are not starting a business to lose money or not have a paycheck. And they certainly, if they're giving up a a career in a corporate environment, they're giving up a paycheck. They they aren't going to to not make money. So making sure that that's going to work is key. So just to, to backtrack on a couple things you said, there are some templates available. Say the name of the bank again. Business Development Bank of Canada, and I believe it's bdc.ca. Uh, really easy to use, step-by-step templates. You won't have to 
bring any other template in to get it done. And that way you can be guided through. So you don't need to have any business experience uh, to fill it out because it's really about what is it that you want to offer. And for those who might be thinking, there's no way I could do a business plan. Business owners start their businesses because they are extremely passionate about what they do. And the majority have no business training before they start their business. That's perfectly natural. So if that's how you feel, you're in, you're in good hands. And uh, there's a lot of people in the same boat as you. So you don't have to be Canadian to be able to access their website. And so that's a great tip. And then when you're talking about what will people spend, do you recommend that we actually put some numbers out there and ask people through survey or whatever, like actually put some dollars and cents to it to see what the interest range would be? I would, and I would uh, start before you put the numbers out there in your research to actually go through some pricing exercises yourself first to see how much would you have to charge to make this worthwhile for you. Because if you're going to lose money on every coaching session that you offer or every service that you provide, it's not going to be a good deal for you. So I really encourage people to start from the bottom up in terms of pricing. How much does it cost me to deliver this service? And sometimes, especially in service-based industries, people will really lowball their rate that they should be paid for the delivery. But you only have X many hours a day. Everybody's got the same amount. How many clients could you service? How many hours would it take to provide what they need? Any other costs that go with it? And same thing with a product-based business. And those are just the costs that vary when you sell something. There's all those other fixed costs you have, like you've got to pay for those computer subscriptions or your internet. And so you have to have some profit from the variable costs so you can cover those. So when you add those together, including a paycheck for yourself, what would that mean that you'd have to charge? And so you could float that amount in your survey and uh, your little polling when you're, you're asking people. And it could be that, Maybe you haven't exactly hit your offer right on. Maybe you need to pivot a little bit. And that's the point of the business plan. It's not to, I'm going to make a business necessarily based on the plan, but I'm going to see if this is a good idea and worth my time, my attention, my money, because I'm going to be spending a lot of time on it. I need to make sure it's going to work. Sometimes people get to the end of the process and they say, well, the way I thought about it won't work. So I need to either make a change or maybe I'm going to look at something completely different. Maybe I'm going to go and take a job. There's no shame in not coming out with this is a good business. That's the point of the exercise. I think many people might be in that place of, oh, I I want to start my own business. I'm going to have all this flexibility. I'm going to have all this ability to charge whatever I want, go on trips all the time. And and the reality (laughs) is, you know, just how realistic is that? And by doing some of the things that Tracy's talking about up front, you can determine, A, what's my bottom line? What do I need to be able to to make per session? I think you had mentioned during our pre-interview that your experience with new business owners Mm -hmm. is that maybe they undervalue what they sell. Is that accurate? Or they underprice? Yeah. Underprice and actually undervalue. Um, So there's a couple of components. When we talk about money, the first thing we've got to think about is our mindset and our views about money form when we are very little children and we're not even conscious of doing it. So if we associate money with negative things, we're probably going to have a harder time 
when we have to ask someone to pay us for our service. I would say 85% of the entrepreneurs that I work with, whether brand new or existing companies, they are losing money on every product and service. And that wasn't their dream when they started. I mean, they wanted to get a regular paycheck. They wanted to provide for their family, go on trips, all this freedom and flexibility, as you mentioned. So there may be your ideal price you want to charge, but then it does come to what will the market bear. And so with that polling, you'd be able to see is is this right? And it's very important to then articulate the full value of your offer. What exactly are you going to provide to people? And if you know that your offer is more valuable than a competitor's, people should pay for more for it. And you should be okay with that because you're standing behind your offer. So that sometimes brings up emotional things when we're, right. we're into that. And we were like, well, we're going to start a business. Why are we talking about our feelings about money? But it's all interconnected. And everything is interconnected. And I'm thrilled that Tracy is bringing up the feeling aspect because if we choke when we go to ask for the price, the sale, or feel as though, well, I'm a coach and I care about people, therefore I shouldn't ask for the money, shouldn't be important. You know, the reality is. It all comes together. If you have to do something else rather than coaching to make money, then you're not going to be able to coach as much as you'd like to be able to coach. And you talked about there is only so much time in the day. We all get the same amount. Mm -hmm. So how might you also have to pivot in the way that you're offering? Should you have more things to offer than just one-on-one coaching? That's not necessarily something that Tracy and I are going to go into today, but you might think about what's the variety of services that I want to offer so that I can create the kind of income and flexibility because we're more flexible Mm -hmm. if we have more offerings, particularly if we have something that we can offer that we don't have to be there in person to be able to do. I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. Oh, for sure. So if um, one-on-one coaching, maybe we have a variety, maybe we do some one-on-one, maybe we do some group, maybe we're doing some online that's pre-recorded where people can go through a course. There's going to be a variety of ways to do it. And it depends what your goals are. And sometimes it's um, something that causes some people concern when I, because I started when we were talking saying that I really love money and me, that's not a bad thing. I think entrepreneurs should make as much money as they can, not because I think people should be greedy and hoard all this cash, but I think that it gives you the freedom and flexibility to then choose what do you do with your time? What do you do with your talents, your resources? Maybe you're now, certainly if you have a business that continues to grow, you're going to be in creating jobs in the economy. You may decide maybe you're only working four days a week because you're going to use that other day to take a rest. Maybe you're going to volunteer. Who knows what you're going to do? The more money you make, you may even offer some of your services pro bono to help Mm -hmm. those who can't afford to pay for them. So it's to be able to help and give back in the way that's important to you. And uh, there's no one way to do it because everybody's got different goals, different experiences. If you want to make X and I want to make X times 10, that's great. We can each do what we want to do as long as we have the means to cover our bills and, and we're happy with it. There's no one way. So good. And in order to be able to really connect and meet your clients at your best, if you're anxious and overwhelmed with, am I making enough money? Am I able to pay my bills? That's that much more difficult to do that. So in creating a valid plan, the way that Tracy's talking about, looking at 
what's the foundation that I'm going to be building on? So we want to build a foundation on something solid, some rock here rather than some (laughs) sand. (laughs) What other aspects do we need to be thinking about when we're, we're building off that rock foundation? We should have an idea where we want to take our customer to in their journey. And whether we're serving one market or we're serving multiple markets, it's not that out of the gate, we create all of those products and service, but we want to have some ideas. Either we're going either with one and we're going to scale and really maximize how much we sell on that, or maybe we're taking a customer through kind of a variety of products that we offer more and more. We work more in depth with them. So having an idea about that, it's really important too, that you get the appropriate advisors around you. There's no expectation that as a business owner, you're going to know every single thing about your business. So getting someone to help you with the numbers, having a bookkeeper, working with the accountant, if you are going to be launching into something that you really don't know a lot about, maybe you are going to hire a consultant to even help you with your business plan. And there's no shame in hiring for assistance because that allows you to then focus on the things that you do best. It doesn't negate the accountability though. It doesn't take that away. So even though you may have somebody helping with the numbers, you are still absolutely responsible. Right. And you want to be aware. You don't want to necessarily just turn everything over to somebody without being aware. That's how some uh, famous people have lost their fortunes. And I'm sure not famous people have done the same. But it's in being responsible to know what is going on in my business, even if it's somebody else's genius work and I'm hiring them to help me do those particular things. I loved your idea of knowing sort of your your tiers of service, the different things, so that if you're working with somebody and you want to help help them understand another service that you have that might take them to another level or offer them another service, to be so well-versed in those that you can naturally mm-hmm. offer and transition and, and create that, that value proposition for your clients. Absolutely. Once people find someone that they like working with, they generally want to stay with them as long as they can, as long as they're learning new things and getting the value that they need. So it does help to have that kind of tier of services that you can take the customer on that journey. Um, But if you haven't thought of that in advance, in the moment, you might feel kind of awkward. You won't know what to say. You might say, no, that's all I sell. Well, meanwhile, just giving it a little bit of thought doesn't mean it's all developed at this point, but you've got an idea what's there. Well, I like your idea also, and I'm going to challenge the listeners to think about what's sort of something I can offer at at an entry level for people to be able to get to know me and, and get comfortable working with me. But then what do you want to create overall in your business to continue to challenge your clients, to continue to offer things? And they don't necessarily need to be the more and more intensive of your time. It could be something that you create. And that's an intense, I mean, creating mm-hmm. things can be really intense, right, Tracy? Absolutely. But once you've created <laughs> it, put the, put the time and the energy into the front end of that, and then be able to continue to bring people in and, and work with them through that product that you've created at first. Because we, like, I mean, I just, we don't have, we can't, no matter how hard we try, we can't create 26 hours in a day. That's right. And then, I mean, when I, when I started my own business, I mean, I used to be expert at like three things at the bank. So uh-huh. when you put on your entrepreneur hat, you have to do like 50 things. 
So it was so important for me to find the right advisors, the right people in my network. That's the other thing, having a good support system, Um, especially if you're starting a business, like you're coming out of a corporate environment, you have friends who have jobs. You need some friends who now run businesses too, who can not only empathize and kind of sympathize with you, but who are going to give you a little bit of a kick in the butt if you need it to say, okay, yeah, it's hard, but get going. I'm here, I support you, but you do need to do the work. And so having the right people in your network is super important. And I had to find some new people to be in mind. I didn't get rid of the old people. I just expanded the, just the network. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and I don't know that everybody would think about that. That's such good information in who are who are the people we hang with and maybe even creating a mastermind or creating some kind of a support system that includes that accountability that mm-hmm. empathy and you know some some like-mindedness as coaches we also want to think about you know if we believe in coaching do you need a business coach do you need a financial coach do you need somebody to to help you close the gap on things that you don't necessarily know and really challenge you to do that. That's exactly what Tracy does with her clients. Absolutely. And I'm a huge fan of coaching. I think that my results are stronger when I work with a business coach. They can sometimes see things I can't see. They can help me close the gap on implementation. So we are all smart. We can all figure things out. But if we can do it faster, that just keeps the momentum going. And uh, so I'm a a huge fan of coaching. In my work, I work one-on-one or in groups with entrepreneurs who are trying to make sense of their financial statements, trying to understand cash flow and how to do the forecasting. And and so it's really hands-on and uh, really takes that mystery out of the money for them. And makes it, it, it's like, those are the kinds of things that literally make my stomach go, (laughs) and and to hear Tracy talk about it, like, it's fun. It's like, we can do this together. So those are the, when you're working with entrepreneurs around their financial statements, around understanding the kinds of things that maybe don't come natural to them, any sort of tips or strategies you would encourage us to think about? when we're in that sea of finances? So first of all, I recommend that everybody have a regular time where they review their financial results. They might look at their bank account. So minimum monthly, but at least weekly, you are taking a look at something on the financial aspects of your business. Uh, As I mentioned, it's not okay to just totally delegate everything to somebody else. So you may have a meeting with your bookkeeper, you may have a meeting with your accountant, uh, but you're getting involved and you're seeing how you can use that money to to reach your goals. Uh, Another really big important part of it is that if you do make a misstep, don't keep beating yourself up about it, move on. I like to talk about financial fitness. I think it's a positive journey and we're always moving forward on the spectrum to become more financially fit. Everybody's going to make mistakes. Everybody has missteps, but let it go and move on. What can you do today? And what can we do tomorrow? And it is actually all the small imperfect actions that are going to increase your knowledge about the financial side of your business. I can tell you people who do pay attention to the numbers, who actually do forecasting for cash flow, who do set targets, they achieve those more likely than those who do not because their eye is on the money and that attracts money to them. So being open-minded to it. And like you said, I do think it's fun. I describe it sometimes as being a financial detective and you're putting the pieces together. It's like we're on a little scavenger hunt. And most people, when they finish working with me, they, they do think that it's something they look forward to. Whereas they might've started with their head in the sand, really not interested, 
but now it's kind of fun because it gives you power and control over your business and you can plan in advance to deal with problems. Whereas before they were happening and then you didn't know what to do. So when you can see them coming at you, you, you have a lot more solutions. So now you make it sound fun. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) What a gift you give your clients. That's wonderful. As we come to the, I can't believe that we're already like coming to the end of our time, but I'm wondering if there's anything we left on the table that you want to be sure that we cover so that you can share that gift about this is, this is okay, people. This is, this is a good thing to have. Well, certainly uh, don't commingle your personal and your business uh, finances. Even if you are unincorporated, separate those accounts because it makes it a lot easier when you go to do your record keeping. Give yourself some patience and be kind is is super key and, and have those money meetings with yourself or with others. And I do have a gift for your, your audience to help get them started so that they, uh, you have, if you're listening today, somewhere to go and something to get. So it's a money meeting agenda. So you can start today. Uh, you head over to cashcoach.biz and you can download that money meeting agenda. And you, can, you might spend your first meeting just looking at the agenda. And then the next week, you're going to tackle item number one. Or you're going to maybe just look in your your banking online and see what's going on. So at cashcoach.biz, you can get that money meeting agenda and and take back some of that power that the numbers might be holding over you. Well, thank you for the gift and thank you for your time. It was so much, it really was so much fun to just kind of explore the different aspects of building a business plan. And I know you're a busy lady, so thanks for taking time with us today. Thank you so much. It's been my privilege. such great information to really challenge us to get in the front seat of our finances. If you'd like the links that Tracy was talking about for the resources, go to starcoachshow.com. Episode 201 show notes will have all of that information for you. Now, come back next week. I'm going to introduce you to Cammie Gildner, who is going to talk about our R factor. And what is the R factor? It's the way that we resonate with people, the way that we attract people, and how that impacts our businesses. Cammie is the host of Extraordinary Woman Radio and is invested in helping each of us be the best we can be. So come back next week for my show with Cammie. As always, if you're enjoying the show, I ask you to consider leaving a rate and review wherever it is that you listen to the show so that more and more people can find the show and learn from our extraordinary guests. Until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Take care, be kind, and enjoy your week.